Hello, hello, and welcome back to No Fairy Tale Travels. This week, I want to talk about a beautiful feast on the coast of the Ionian Sea in the south of Albania. A wonderful, wonderful day of drinking and eating and sharing stories with great people. And another beautiful example of why I love travel and all of the experiences that come with it. Before I begin, make sure you go to nofairytaletravels.substack.com and give this post a like and a comment, and I'll get back to you there. So, let us now travel to the south of Albania, also known as the Albanian Riviera. Definitely, totally a too sexy name for this place. <laughs> <laughs> but it is right near Corfu in Greece, and the water is exactly what you see when you look at any photo of Greece. It is beautiful, crystal clear blue water with amazing sunsets, calm tides, and just an amazing atmosphere. So, it is not at all what many people think when they think of Albania, which is getting kidnapped by the Mafia and having your organs sold to rich Germans. <laughs> Although maybe I should perpetuate that stereotype so that nobody else goes there, because every year it's getting more expensive. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite places, and I want to share a beautiful day there, because I have a lot of feasts and a lot of meals, but this one stands out as particularly special, so I hope that I can convey the beauty of the day. So, let us now travel to the south of Albania. And we begin our day with just a light breakfast and an espresso at the local coffee shop where we have deemed the owner and the head woman in charge in charge so much that we've called her the mayor. So the mayor of this beautiful little town who serves us espresso and serves the local lads, the local older gents a rocky homemade moonshine starting at 5 a.m. <laughs> so by the time you get there around 6 or 7 in the morning the rocky bottle has already had to be refilled it's a great fun environment there are no tourists at this particular place and you get a real sense and um, a real sense and a real feeling a real vibe for the city and the surrounding area, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. So we go there for uh, great coffee and espresso, and then spend some time relaxing on the beach, a nice little walk, some stretching, some yoga, bad yoga, bad yoga is better than no yoga, and just generally relaxing, enjoying the beautiful day before we get close to lunchtime, which is when the feast is going to begin. So the beginning of the day is nice, lovely, relaxing. And then the feast starts nice and slow. Just three gents moseying on over to the other side of the beach to the local cafe, restaurant, bar with a pizza oven made from stone 
the fire warming for hours, the fish caught fresh from the sea, the lamb and the goat brought down from the mountains in the morning slaughtered fresh for your meal, and the salad as fresh and lovely as can be, the olive oil from the mountains behind, and the coast along the side of you as well. The food, as amazingly fresh and amazingly tasty as you could ever hope for food to be. Beautiful. Polioreo, as they say in Greece. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the three of us get to this beautiful place with a water to the left of us and a little sidewalk to the right of us. No street noise. Nice, quiet, listening only to the waves as they lightly wash ashore. With a slight hint of sea salt in the air and a fresh breeze in the face. With a light orange glow of the sun trickling through the leaves of the trees onto the table to make a nice glittering effect. As your liter of wine is delivered to the table, beautiful red wine. And the feast has just begun. And when you're at a place like this, you will never have a table void of food. So before you can even order your meal, bread will be delivered with that wonderful fresh olive oil and a lovely vinaigrette sauce. Beautiful, rich, flavorful bread. And for us today, I've got a special little surprise. As I bend down and pull out a jar, a half liter or a pint of homemade honey. Honey with a slight alpine taste to it. Lovely, fresh honey purchased only a couple of days before as we drove down from the north of Albania along the coast. And as we made it up the mountains, stopping for a beautiful view, overlooking a valley that went down all the way to the water, we sat down, we took a break at ten in the morning, had a lovely, lovely homemade moonshine from the woman on the side of the road who served us out of plastic bottles. <laughs> and that's where we bought the honey. So we ended up with a rocky and honey. Just a lovely little morning breakfast rocky to get the juices flowing. <laughs> and even as we were there, having our nice relaxing little break from life on our way down to the south, a local showed up at 10 in the morning for his everyday normal rockia or two or three. Oddly enough, it seemed like he might have had a government job, which is perfect for drinking. Not going to be doing that much anyway. <laughs> so he pulls up and pulls out his own plastic bottle, pours a Rocky for himself, and then pours us some Rockies as well. So everyone gets a nice little moonshine refill from the unmarked plastic bottle of the random man who also pulled off on the side of the road next to the honey stand in the gorge in Albania in the mountains. <laughs> 
that's where I got the honey. So, back to the feast. We pull out the honey, put it in the middle of the table, and start dipping the bread in it. And it really is a beautiful, rich taste. The honey is diluted a little bit, and that's what's giving it the alpine flavor, the alpine hints to it, sort of pine pine tree scents and flavors. I'm not doing the description of it justice. But it was a honey the likes of which the three of us had never previously had. Store-bought honey is like bland sugar, golden sugar. It's just, it seems fake compared to this stuff. And even some of the locals, who we later in the day got to taste the honey, even they said that our honey wasn't as real and authentic as it could have been. (laughs) So our lovely honey, which we would spend the day touting, got shot down a little bit in the middle of the day. That was slightly sad, I have to say. I'm skipping ahead, I know, but that was a sad moment for me. I have to say, our honey was pretty amazing. And I spent what was quite a lot of money for it there. I don't know, um, 15 bucks or something, or 20 bucks. So, (laughs) no sooner had I pulled out the honey than we're drinking our wine, and we're sitting there, Relaxing. Time goes slow. Our food's not going to come for 20, 30 minutes. There's no rush. This isn't America. It's not a speed sport for serving you as quickly as possible and getting you out the door. So we're relaxing. And one of my friend's friends happens to walk by and see us. Completely unplanned, just a small little city where you're going to run into everybody in the course of a day. And she happily joins us for lunch. So now the three becomes four. And it's great because she's a new person. I've never met her before. The other guy's never met her. Just one of our friends knew her from a previous encounter in a hostel. And it's great to have a new person come and join you, especially someone who works at a hostel. Hostel life, baby. (laughs) Cheers. Her stories are amazing. And I have to tell you one particularly amazing story. It is of the helicopter Germans. I don't know if you know this about Germans. Germans love to march. Germans are marchers. You ever seen those videos, those old black and white videos of the Germans? They're very good at marching. (laughs) Turns out they're still pretty good at marching. So they love to go marching uber alles when they go abroad. But apparently the new breed of Germans are lacking in the uh, robustness department. So (laughs) these helicopter Germans are just walking. I don't even think you could consider it hiking. Walking near the road, near this little village. And they happen to fall on a rock. And the tall, skinny German man with glass bones cuts himself underneath the knee. And supposedly it's bad. And they call our friend screaming and yelling. And they say, we must have a life flight helicopter. We need an emergency helicopter to pick us up. We're in the middle of nowhere. Help us, help us, help us. <laughs> so she, she puts down her glass of alcohol that day as she's working at the hostel. That's hostel life. 
and she calls all of the local police who immediately laugh her out of the room. They're just like, yeah, no, 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 no. This is ridiculous. Tell your fancy pants rich Germans to go somewhere else. This is Albania. We ain't got no helicopter for the Deutschlanders. They can just march on home. <laughs> I think she even went down to the actual police station. She really went above and beyond to help these whiny little babies. And so... Eventually, the only emergency life flight helicopter in the whole freaking country flies from the north of Albania, where the capital is, all the way down to the south of Albania to pick up these two whiny Germans with glass bones. How do you say that in German? Glasknochen? Yeah, glass bones. German language sounds scary. By the time the helicopter gets down there, naturally they had made it back to the road. Because the local policeman just went there, picked them up, and carried them up to the road. Helicopter, already down there, takes them all the way to the north of Albania, to a hospital, where the guy's checked out and given a little tiny bandage on his leg. And two days later, separate from hearing our friend's story, we encountered them on the main sidewalk next to the beach, walking with nary a limp. The guy walked almost perfect and had the tiniest, cutest little bandage on his skinny little calf. And the best part about all of this, besides the fact that the Germans have become very weak compared to what we used to think of them, they didn't pay for any of it. I don't, now, I don't know if you know the difference between Albania and Germany as far as income levels, but it's a slightly huge difference. So these privileged, rich, whiny baby Germans came there, got the only life flight helicopter in the whole country to go pick them up and take them to the hospital for a life-threatening injury that turned out to not even threaten his ability to walk. And they didn't pay for any of it. And then they came all the way back down to the south and pretended like nothing happened. For the next two weeks, they were all known as the Helicopter Germans. This cute little couple. This guy and this girl. The Helicopter Germans. Maybe she's like a helicopter parent for the German. <laughs> she watches over her poor widow man, who wasn't little at all. His giant, giant tall, blonde hair, blue eye, real Aryan looking mofo with glass bones. So these are the these are the types of stories that you get to share with other travelers. It's it's so fun. It's all there's always something exciting and great to talk about. So the wine is flowing and you're sharing all of these kinds of stories and the day is just going great and this is just the beginning of our feast. Now let me tell you about some of the food that comes. The first thing that you're going to get when you're down here, that you should get, is a green salad. Or some form of salad, but the green one is rather lovely. I forget exactly what's in it. I believe it's, is it a rucola? I don't think it's rucola. It's something else, but it is not iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce, the most worthless of fillers that you can eat. And I don't, I don't even think it has any nutrients in it. So we get a lovely green salad with olive oil, 
just a little bit of black pepper, not much. And that begins our meal. And more wine, of course, for the four of us are enjoying ourselves greatly. A little bit of bubble water, sparkling water, because they have amazing, amazing natural mineral water sources in Albania. And it's so great. Once you get hooked on the water there, you just feel like you're in some sort of mineral water prison when you leave Albania. It's really rather sad, and you drink this French mineral water crap that just really can't, can't even hold up its own compared to the stuff in Albania. It's so good. Missing me my glina. We get a bread that has some feta cheese, white brine cheese, but a very lovely mild version of it for this, sprinkled on top, along with some basil and some other seasoning, and then put in to the brick wood-fired oven that they use for pizzas, and crisped to a perfection, which goes so perfectly with a red wine. And then for my dish, I get a lovely, amazingly seasoned ground beef patty, which looks so boring and so basic and like it's going to be just disgusting, like some sort of McDonald's patty. It doesn't look like a McDonald's patty, but you just think it's a pretty basic, boring patty. And then you cut, and there's no bread, no bread. You cut into it and you eat it and you find out that it's just it's amazing. It's perfectly seasoned. Not too much, not too little. And it's not dry, it's juicy, but it's fully cooked, and it's it's perfect. Sometimes it's called a chofta or a kofta, and they have many different versions of their kind of seasoned meat, ground beef, sausage, depending on the specifics exactly. The other three get fresh seafood caught right there that morning. And one of them is a plate full of squid. Lightly grilled, perfectly tender, perfectly cooked squids. The full squids, but with the insides removed. So the full calamari guys, insides removed. With a little bit of lemon on the side. And it is from the heavens delicious. My goodness. Once you have so much fresh food, it is so hard to come back to a place where you don't get that much fresh food. Maybe that's why I've been sick for the last week. (laughs) Now, this day, I did not get the lamb or the pork or the goat's meat. But when you get it from this restaurant, it is is unbelievable. It is fresh from the shepherds that day when you get it. Some days they'll have lamb but not pork. Some days pork but not lamb. Some day the goat but not the other two. Some days all three. They're never going to serve you frozen meat or old meat or stored meat. You're there for hours to enjoy drink and food and company. So the food better be good. And you know what I love about being here as well? You're not rushed for anything. You're just relaxing. You're laughing. You're loud. You're having a good time. It's a beautiful time. This is what feasting is about. It is not about going somewhere, getting food, and leaving. The food is a piece 
of the process. It is not the entire process. It is not going out for dinner. It's going out for a feast. You can go out for a dinner alone, but you're not going to have such a beautiful experience alone. We were at this place for hours. Hour one goes by, more drink, more food. Two goes by, more drink, more food. Three goes by, my friend misses his bus back to the north. <laughs> so he's stuck there for one more night. Then four, then five, then six. And after our six hours at this lovely Greek-Albanian place, right in front of the beach, it's time for a little break. But not the end, just a little break. So we mosey on back down the beach to our hotel right on the beach, and we have a little break, a little relaxation on the balcony, with more wine and more snacks, just some nuts and maybe some little smoking adventures for some of our crew. <laughs> and we just enjoy the beautiful day with the sun in our face and a glass of wine in our hands. And more stories. One of the guys in our group is in a band. And band members have the craziest stories, I have to say. And listening to his stories of touring through Europe and touring through Germany and all these things that happen and border issues and trying to get into Cambodia by land and having to bribe them but not bribing them enough or bribing them in the wrong currency... These are the stories that you talk about as a traveler. It's so fun. It's it's like life dialed up to 11. And as we recoup our energy, we have a little rest. It's time for round, let's say, three. And we go just a short walk down the beach, not as far as the last one, to one of our favorite family-run restaurants just on the beach and the girl who runs it is one of the family members, the girl who comes out and takes your order. And we've been there many, many times before. So before we say anything, we're going to get a liter of wine on the table. A red wine, carafe of red wine. So the four of us are sitting there, and she hands us the menus, but then she goes, of course you know. There's no point to order off the menu. Let me tell you what's good. And then she lists four or five things that she really wants to cook us that's made from the fresh ingredients that she just bought that day and she really enjoys and it's her family's special recipes it's just not commercial enough necessarily to put on the menu so of course we never look at the menu and we tell her how we're feeling and what mood we're in and she fills us up accordingly with the best menu items for what we are looking for so we've been drinking all day having a good time we're pretty lit we're loving it orange glows on the face as the sun setting behind the mountain next to the water the first thing that we get fresh fruit sliced up and a slightly i'm gonna say almost sweet feta cheese which perfectly complemented the fruit so it wasn't actually sweet but it felt a little bit sweet. It was a softer, creamier, more lovely version of the feta cheese that complemented the fruit. So you could have a piece of that and then put it on the apple slices and have it with the grapes. And it was very lovely, very perfect. 
And we have more feta cheese as well on the side, slightly stronger feta cheese with, I believe, oregano and then olive oil on the top because you want a little bit of stronger cheese at some point with your red wine. And then her specialty of the evening. We knew she was going to get us something special, and this was just, oh, pan-seared octopus sliced into little pieces made with a beautiful, dark, rich sauce, maybe a red wine base to it, and then put on a homemade cream cheese type cheese on top of a little, whatever's in between a cracker and bread. So you had the fish with the cream cheese and the crunchy bread and the red wine. Oh, poly Oreo. So beautiful. And it's about this time of the night when curfew is hitting, COVID curfew, but we're in Albania. So curfews are more like suggestions than requirements. <laughs> so we pay our bill. She delivers to the table a fresh carafe, one liter of red wine for the four of us, turns off the lights to the restaurant, and lets us stay there as long as we want. Only with one instruction. Ladies and gents, especially you over there, please don't break too many of my wine glasses tonight. <laughs> And I'm proud to say we only broke one wine glass and one carafe. And I believe only one of us fell on the floor at one point. Just, just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. As you're enjoying gut-busting stories full of food, occasionally you fall out of your chair. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting there on the main promenade. And... People keep walking by and walking by, and we meet Kentucky Jesus. And Kentucky Jesus walks by, and our lovely drunk selves, perhaps me, maybe, <laughs> says, Young Jesus, what's up? You gotta join us. And then we get a new friend, and he brought a friend as well. So four becomes six, and we drink and we feast, and Kentucky Jesus brings us all a beer from his backpack. Somehow he has like 10 beers in there. And each one of us gets a different beer. He's not selling them or anything. Just travelers, hanging out with travelers. And we all get some beers. <laughs> and we share some wine with him. After COVID curfew in the south of Albania. After a full day of feasting. Maybe 12 hours of drinking at this point. Our crew starts to split off at this point. A few of us go home. One of us goes with Kentucky Jesus to smoke on the beach. And it's a wonderful end to a wonderful night. Full of laughter. Full of enjoyment. With full bellies. And full hearts. And full smiles. <sighs> Polio rail. And I want to cheers. To the beauty of the feast.